ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Now to our politics chat, and there's a big story tomorrow. We'll find out what will happen in the seat of Dunkley, where there's a by-election. David Spears is the host of Insiders. Samantha Maiden is the national political editor for news.com.au. Hello to both of you. Good morning. morning, PK. Dunkley by-election time uh, here in Melbourne, where I am. Labor holds a seat by more than 6%. Sam, can we expect to see much of a swing against the government? Well, I think it would be... Um uh, it, it, not in keeping with tradition if there wasn't a swing. <laughs> I mean, I think that I, I was quite interested in this idea that, you know, on paper there shouldn't be a problem, right, because it's a 6% um, margin. But there is a lot of concern, you know, on both sides of politics that that margin isn't what it looks like because there was a big swing against Scott Morrison, basically. There's a whole bunch of people that were just like, time's up, can this guy shove off? And also there was a good... Uh, high personal vote for Peter Murphy. Uh, so, you know, is it 6%? Is it more like sort of 5%? The the, the forecast swing for the Liberals is anywhere between 3 and 5%. Um, but obviously the both sides are unsure of what's going to happen and they think it's a bit 50-50. So you wouldn't think that it would fall. Um, but, uh, you know, you can see that the Labor Party is a little bit worried. And there are sorts, all sorts of messages. Obviously, cost of living has been a huge one, but there well, has Susan been... Susan Lee has had some very <laughs> well, I was aggressive just put... messages. She has. So this week, mm. let's go to her messages. The Deputy Opposition Leader Susan Lee tweeted, for instance, and I'm going to quote the tweet, if you live in Frankston and you've got a problem with Victorian women being assaulted by foreign criminals, vote against Labor. That was her tweet. She's been roundly condemned by many for that tweet. David, what's she getting at? Well, this followed, of course, yesterday's um, rather embarrassing um, blunder is is how it's been described. It, it, look, embarrassing for Victoria Police, embarrassing for the Federal Coalition, I think it's fair to say, and a reminder of the dangers of trying to politi- politicise um, these issues, too much issues that are still before the courts. So Victoria Police charged a man uh, with um, sexual assault and stalking uh, in Melbourne. He was one of the former immigration detainees released after last year's High Court ruling. The opposition then went into question time, dialed up the attack to 11, suggested a- again that there's inadequate monitoring of these people have been released, the community's at risk. It all culminated in Peter Dutton demanding Andrew Giles, the minister, be sacked. Um, and Susan Lee fired off that tweet that you just quoted from then about um, uh, Australian women being assaulted by foreign criminals and uh, if you're worried about that, vote Labor. Then, uh, only an hour or so later, Victoria Police realised they'd nabbed the wrong guy. Someone checked the CCTV footage, realised it wasn't the former immigration detainee. They let him go, charges were dropped, apologies issued by police. Uh, at least the coalition, though, is not taking a backward step. I think generally this issue is broadly still a difficult one for the government and one that the opposition will still pursue them over and how they've handled it. But it is a reminder of the need to tread very carefully on matters that are still before the courts. I think Giles's decision not to not to comment much at all yesterday because it was before the courts looked wise at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, Sam, um, the, the tweet and the son of rhetoric, obviously that case that David's just outlined and the fact that they got it wrong um, is embarrassing for the police, but it was really used in question time, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Interesting. <laughs> Coalitions um, had plenty to say. Various other cases shouldn't be raised, but apparently this one's fair game. 
and we'll see if uh, voters uh, are really engaged on it, um, I suppose, in, in time. Hey, there's this other story. Everyone will know what I'm about to talk about because it's sort of the talk of the town. The ACO boss, Mike Burgess, this week revealing a former politician had sold out Australia to a foreign power. And uh, David, I think um, it was the education minister who said this isn't a game of guess who a little earlier, uh, yet it is. I reckon it is. <laughs> he says it isn't, it is. but yet yeah. it is. Colonel Mustard in the library no, yeah, with a candlestick. Yeah, exactly. Cluedo, guess who, pick your favourite board game. And look, Mike Burgess, the ASIO boss, um, has defended his decision to drop this almighty whodunit um, the other night in his threat assessment speech. I think the fact that he had to issue another statement last night defending not naming this person who he says sold out their country, uh, I guess underscores um, the difficulty this is, is, has created. Um, look, he says the, the issue's been neutralised. This person's apparently no longer a threat. But he did say this is a former politician who sold out their country. There won't be any charges. It's before the foreign interference laws came in. Now we know they, there, there won't be any public uh, embarrassment either. But, you know, as, as Sam will agree, in this building, there's been nothing but speculation and suggestions as to who it might be and trying to narrow down the, the suspects. I suspect the ASIO boss could have still raised awareness generally about the seriousness of foreign interference, that politicians are a target, let them know that without dropping this bombshell tease into the mix that has been so politically divisive about whether he should have done it or not um, and 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 required a, a follow-up statement last night from Mike Burgess himself to, to assure us that, no, 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 democracy's all OK, they're mostly all good. Yeah, Sam, is that is it sort of settled? He's well, doubled down? Settled? God, I think it'll go on for years. Right? I was talking about what the hell he was on about. Look, I think the thing that's interesting about it is this... Um, there's been a lot of people, including some very, you know, people doing stand-ups on television things, things like, people want to know why this person's not in jail. Uh, and there's a really simple reason for that, which is that he, the ASIO boss made it clear himself that this occurred before the foreign interference laws. So the reason why nobody's in jail is because when they did it, it wasn't illegal. Uh, and so that's the first problem that, you know, arises. Does that mean there's no risk of defamation then in naming them? Oh, well, yeah, that's a really interesting point. But hang on a minute, there were laws. God, maybe we they weren't as tough as... <laughs> Wait, there hang were on, laws. I know who it is, Patricia. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Hang on, I've been cut thank off. Thank you, thank you. No, I won't be doing that. No. Um, well, I think the thing, the thing that I think is also interesting about it is, and I know you're going to get to this, but I'll jump ahead. Um, so obviously I spoke to Alex Turnbull yes. yesterday who basically said... Look, I don't know if I'm the guy, but I had a similar experience that kind of fits um, what was described. Where He's I Malcolm was Turnbull's son, to just be clear. Yep, obvious from the yeah, surname. Yeah, so but basically, yes. yeah, we're, we're, we're jumping around a bit, but basically Mike Burgess said that there was, if you look really closely at his speech, which you have to do, to do with these these tricky ASIO people, um, basically he said that one of the situations that had arisen was a, a group targeting a um, the family of a former Prime Minister. Now, realistically, there's only a couple of families that can be. It's just a matter of logic. And so, uh, you know, using common sense, I rang Alex Turnbull and I said, do you know anything about this? And he said, oh, funny you should say. <laughs> and proceeded to tell me this pretty wild story. And he basically immediately, he was very alive to the risks of this sort of thing, 
uh, all along. He immediately reported it to the authorities and he took it no further. Like he basically said this rang all his alarm bells because they were talking about him getting equity in some project. He thought this is really weird and not right. And he said that he reported it to this contact that he had in the High Commission, who he was only allowed to know the first name of. And as you know, you're not allowed to know the surname of people who went who work for ASIO, so I think you can do the maths there that he did report it to ASIO. Now, if he's the guy, and I'm not saying he was the guy that Mike Burgess is talking mm. about because we don't know, if he is the guy, the other thing that's a bit funny about that is Mike Burgess is being all about how they found out and, you know, they're all, all omnipresent ASIO. But if, if he is the guy, ASIO found out because he told them, right? Like he dubbed it in like it, yeah. like you know they're like oh we don't want to talk about our methods our methods potentially is Art Stemper rings him up and says God yeah. I got this really weird business card um yeah yeah so anyway you're getting the, I'm getting the wind up you are getting the talking. wind up because the news is coming but um there'll be more on this one David you you who, who's your who's your uh, who you're interviewing if I can speak English uh, Dantin Shadow Immigration Minister Senior Victorian Excellent. Liberal on Sunday morning stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.